We on the mission. We on the mission. Family on the mission. Yo, 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 what's up? This your boy, Monty G, man, back at it again on the Fan Mission Podcast. And today, ladies, this for y'all right here, man. So, um, man, I got a special guest. Let me go ahead and let her in the party and let her introduce herself and tell her where you're from. Introduce yourself and tell us where you're from. Hey, everybody. I'm Kalia. I'm from Chicago, off the south side. Um, I'm currently in Iowa right now. Clinton, Iowa, to be exact, so... Okay, Clinton, Iowa. Shout out to Clinton, small little town, but it do it do what it need to do. Okay, okay, small town, but doing big things, huh? Absolutely. So, congratulations on your um your beauty salon. You opened up your beauty salon. That's what's up, man. Thank you. I'm I'm proud of you. So today we're gonna be talking about hair products and. And what else? What else you want to talk to people about? I mean, just hair products was good for your hair, our hair as a people. Um, you know, of course, we got a lot of mixing going on. So mixed race hair, the care of it, and just, you know, doing whatever it is you want to do, whether it be, you know, I I was in nursing school. I got two and a half semesters and I'll be a registered nurse, but now I got a beauty supply store and I'm doing hair. So, you know, just... A broad things of everything, including hair, and just you know, doing what make you happy. Okay, well, I'm glad you said something about that because, you know, um, for the people that don't know, I have mixed kids, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's kind of hard for them to get their hair done. Like they don't know which way they want to go. You know what I'm saying? So, what will be some good information for kids that's out here that's mixed, but they want their hair done? but they don't feel like they white and they don't feel like they black. As they say, I'm not black enough for the black kids and not white enough for the white kids. Yeah. And and it's it's a hard, it's a gray area and it's hard for them growing up, especially trying to maintain their hair. Yeah. I mean, you have to find one, you have to find somebody who specializes. Well, when they're kids, the parents have to find somebody to specialize in their hair and caring for their hair. You know, you can't really go, you know, the two, two and a half weeks, how we go without washing it, but you can't wash it every day. You know how, you know, the white side of the family washes it because then it's going to be too dry. So Mm -hmm. you just have to find somebody that specializes in their hair, who is knowledgeable in the products that they use. Um, And it'll get easier, but with mixed kids, their hair changes. That's another thing. It changes like crazy so from the ages two to four it could be nice soft silky and curly five to seven five to nine it get real thick and unruly and then after that it's just like you don't even know yeah they they want you know my daughter you know she she both of my daughters you know what i'm saying they'd be like um man i don't know what i'm gonna do with my hair i don't know what I, i'm like golly i'm like man Sometimes I wish I was around my people so y'all could, you know what I'm saying, tap in. But, yeah. you know, they, you know what I'm saying, we're in a whole nother town and they don't know which way to go. So, um, if so, if a mixed kid came to your shop and just mm-hmm. said, I don't know what I want to do with my hair, you know, what, what would be the first thing you would do? First thing I'm asking is what do they like to wear, whether it's braids, 
Um, and if they say they like to wear braids, okay, do you like to wear single braids? Do you like to wear French braids? Do you like to keep your hair in a ponytail? Do you like to keep it down? Do you like, like, what do you like to do to your hair? So when I figure out what you like to do to your hair, okay, next thing is what are you using in your hair product wise? And the number one product I recommend for all my mixed clients, and it's just a beautiful product. It's called Hawaiian Silky. Beautiful, beautiful product. I mean, it is just, I've had so many like amazing reviews with that where I've had people come in there like, my daughter's mixed and I can't figure out what to do with her hair. And, you know, it just be a lot. And that's what I recommend is Hawaiian Silky. And I have, um, from my business page, I have people who left comments and was like, thank you so much. Like it makes it so much easier to deal with her hair, you know, it, and it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Hawaiian silky is definitely the number one product I would recommend for anybody mixed. That's like struggling with dryness or it's just, it's a 14 in one is what it is. It's a detainer, mm. it's a moisturizer. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just a really good product. Oh, that's what's up. All right. So let's talk about your business, man. So, um, I know a while back you were talking about, you know, open up a business and I'm mm -hmm. like, man, that's a that's a good idea, man. And I see you got it up and running. And how is it going so far? I mean, it's going good. I will say, you know, with anything, you know, it's a struggle in the beginning. Um, but I will say it's going really good. And, and it's 100 percent my money. I did this with no loans, no grants, like just working like crazy, saving my money and putting my money where I wanted it to go, you know. So it's, okay. but it's going good. Okay. So what even gave you, so the people that's out there like, man, you know, I've been doing this for a while and I've, I've been talking about doing the shopping. Um, what kind of advice you would tell them just to the first step to, to even the first step was thought, thinking about you had a shop, but what would be the second step in saving money? I mean, you just really have to budget, budget, mm -hmm. budget, and budget some more because you know, just try, you can't like, okay, I'm going to pay my bills at home, but then I'm going to go take this trip to Atlanta and then I'm going to do this. And I, I mean, you're going to have to budget me lock, getting locks in my hair. That was a big part of my budget. Even though I did my own hair, you know, I spent a lot of money on wigs and braiding hair and just to manage my hair, but locking my hair gave me more of a freedom with my hair. So I get my hair done maybe every four to six, four to eight weeks. Mm. Um, and that's about maybe $85 every eight weeks I get my hair done. And that's a wash, a style, and a twist. You know, it's just really budgeting. You got to make sure, especially if you're doing it with no loans, no grants, you got to make sure your money is where it's going. And, you know, man, I slighted myself a lot. Like, I made sure the kids had what they needed. And they were straight clothes, shoes, and everything else in between. Got their sports fees and everything together. And I just thugged it out. I was like, okay, I got clothes. I got everything I need. I'm going to thug it out. And that's really what you got to do. Okay. I like what you said. You you made sure the kids were straight. You look pretty young. So how old was you when you first had your first kid? 17. I was 17. Senior year of high school, I graduated high school June 10th of 2012, and I had my son April 22nd of 2012. I had a C-section, missed the last two months of school, um, but 
I mean, it was maybe the day after my C-section. I was still in the hospital and I was writing a five page English paper. I had my mm. mama bring my laptop to the hospital. I'm like, I got to get this paper done. I got to graduate. You mm. know, so he was at my graduation. Um, I graduated on time. Top 50 um, kids in my class. And I just made sure that that was 100% right. I mean, I took my high school finals at school in class while breastfeeding. Mm. So it was that was important for me. So for the young kids that do you feel like you had well at the time you know but do you feel like you had your kid too early or do you feel like it was a blessing my son was definitely a blessing and a savior because my plans at the high school was let's just say not so holy (laughs) Mm. and so um he came when he was supposed to come and he definitely did what he was supposed to do. As the young kids say, he gave what it was supposed to give. Like he put his mama together, you know, mm. he had me where I needed to be and got me on track to what I needed to do. Mm, that's what's up. So, you know, and I tell people this, I had to realize this, like sometimes the things we don't want or the things we don't want to do can turn out to be a blessing. Yeah. So sometimes we'd be like, man, we had a kid at a young age who I wasn't ready. But that's the reason you at where you at right now. A hundred percent. So I tell people that like, man, you know, um, I tell people when they say, oh, my father wasn't in my life, you know, this and that. And I'm like, man, you know, that might have been a blessing that he wasn't in your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been it could have been different. Like we don't know. But we always talk about the things that we wish we would have had and thought it would have made us better. So, so on that note, um, so what even got you doing hair? Who inspired you? My, my mom inspired me to do hair. Cause I hated how she did my hair. <laughs> I hated how she did my hair. She would do me that, um, you know, that hairstyle from like the late nineties, the early two thousands, the braided Bob with, Oh my God, I hated it. So it's like, I was like, oh, I want my hair like this. I want my hair like that. And my mom would say, well, if you want your hair like that, you need to do it yourself. And I'm like, you know what? You right. And I'm going to do it. And um, that's pretty much what started me to want to do hair. And I just kept doing it, kept practicing. And I just, over the years, got better at it. Okay. Okay. So, and who who's your practicing on? I fool everybody, my mom, my sister, um, my great grandmother when she was here, um, anybody that let me put the, put my hands in their head, you know, cousins, um, it just anybody, anybody that'll let me do it, you know, they, you know, that's how we get my practice in. Oh yeah, but you know what they say about practice? Practice make perfect, a hundred percent. No hell no, practice yes. make practice make improvement. My improvement, I didn't perfect some of my crafts here. Hey, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like people, people put this thought pattern in your head. Like, like I'm going to tell you about the practice, right? The practice mm-hmm. make improvement, meaning I get better at time. Right. Ain't, ain't nothing in the world perfect. Right. 100%. But, but kids need to understand that they be like, man, I don't know what I like. You know, I, I hear kids. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. But I say, you want to do this? I don't want to do that. Well, you know what? You ain't going to know what you really love doing 
until you do something and you say, I kind of like this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. some people, some people don't like McDonald's and some people like Burger King. How would you know that you like with over which one? Because you yeah. tried both of them. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you sometimes you got to get out your comfort zone and try something. And sometimes somebody can be uh, being sarcastic. Correct. Saying being sarcastic, being sarcastic, and be like, "Oh yeah, you need to, if you want your hair like this, you need to do it yourself." And you be like, sometimes you like you say, you can take it as, "Damn, maybe I need to do it myself." Right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And some people just be like, "Man, you just talking shit." <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's how that's how we grow. Sometimes we say things, and we don't even know that we putting some good information out there some good information out there. You know, one time I told my son, I said, man, bro, you need to read some books. You need to do this. You be on them video games. I'm like, man, you've been on video games so much, bro. You can listen to audio books while you're doing it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. So then I was like, damn, I could check out some audio books when I'm at work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I started checking out audio books and then shit, I done went through a gang of books more books than I ever read in my life. And I said, God damn. So, <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes you can say some shit and it, and just good information. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it is. So, yeah. So man, um, what's the name of your, your store and how can people get booked with you? It's get called K's Hair and Beauty. I'm on Google, Facebook. Um, and that's pretty much, that's the easiest way to reach out to me through Google or Facebook. Um, I'm on both of those. I have a Shopify store to where, you know, if you're not located in Clinton, um, any item that I sell in the store, because I do have outfits, clothing items, bundles, wigs, hair products, it could ship wherever. So anywhere you type in K's Hair and Beauty, you can find me 100%. Okay, K's Hair and Beauty. So where you get the name from? So my sister, her middle name is K, but it's spelled with an E. But because both of our names start with the K, and I mean, she had the vision of the beauty supply store, and I had the means behind it. So that was kind of my way of throwing her in there. It was like, you know, because she put the idea out there, like, you know, mm. hey, we don't have a beauty supply store here. Because I was going all the way to Chicago to get everything I needed to do here. And I mean, I'm spending... Two, three hundred dollars at the beauty supply store in Chicago to bring everything I need back here. And, you know, or people were driving out to Davenport, which is like an hour away or so, Moline, hour away, you know, just to get a pack of rubber bands, some hair beads, uh, mm. simple stuff that you should not have to drive an hour away to get. Um, and, mm. you know, yeah, we had a Sally's here, but. You know, Sally's does not carry what we need. You know, Sally's is more so for the salons. They have the big things of dye and uh, boosters and they don't have, you know, oh, you need to do your baby hair for picture day in this last minute. They just gave you the form. You can't run to, you know, like in Chicago, we had giants. You can't run to Roseland and go get what you need last minute. Um, so my sister actually put the idea out there. I had the means for it. And all I did was take the E off the end. And did K A Y for the both of us and K A Y apostrophe S hair and beauty. Mm. 
Hey, hey, man, I like what y'all got going on, man. Um, when, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's the family on the mission. Your sister had the vision, and you took off with it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's the family on the mission. That's a lot of families don't get together with ideas and create and come up with. That's how you. That's how you make money off ideas. People think you make money just from working. Ain't nothing wrong with working a job, right? But when you after your job, what do you do? That's what counts after the job. Mm-hmm. That's what really counts is them two, three hours that you got freed up to come up with ideas. Yeah, that you can come up with a shop. You say, man, what do we need as people? What do we need as a family? What do we need? Like you know what I'm saying? Like you say, man, you man, I gotta hit the. <laughs> hey, I gotta hit the yeah. praise button on that one. So yeah, you know what I'm saying? I like that. So is your sister working with you in the shop? No, my sister is working at Walmart. That's where she. That's what she's doing. Um, but I'm actually gonna, cause she likes to do makeup and stuff like that. So I'm actually once the store is up and running and bringing in the money that I wanted to. I'm actually going to send her to cosmetology school mm. um, so that because I'm licensed in natural hair, natural hair braiding. Um, can I do cuts, colors, dyes and things like that? Yes, but that's not what I'm licensed for. I do not have a cosmetology license. I have a natural hair license. Mm. Um, so I'm going to send my sister to cosmetology school and get her in here to do everything that I'm not licensed for. Mm. So we're on the mission. Family Man. on the mission. Hey. And you know, and um, that's another thing I'll be trying to tell people that, you know, we have to, we have to learn how to do things that we're going to get paid for. Like, you know, like, um, like you say, with your hair, like you're doing your hair, like, man, to me, like, I ain't got no hair, but obviously <laughs> I got, I got kids, you know what I'm saying? And, um, they be like, I want to get my hair done. I want to do this. And I'm like, man, I don't even know where to get hair done. I mean, I know my sister. I know, you know what I'm saying? But now yeah. I ain't around my sister. I'm like, man, I don't know what it's going to get done with hair. I don't know where y'all get y'all stuff done. I don't, I don't mess around like that. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? But it is frustrating, though. So, man, shout out to y'all for man, even thinking about the people, man. That's what's up. So, yeah, I mean, Clinton is, Clinton is fairly small. Um, you know, once upon a time, it was a predominantly white town. Uh, but you know, there's a nice amount of black people here now, mixed people, mixed kids. And a lot of the salons that are here are more so like the people that's been here 30 years, 40 years. And, you know, you got the younger kids coming up and it's prom and they want to do frontals and closures and wigs and, they like, uh, we don't even know what that is. You know, they're used to the typical wash cut color, curl, perm, dye, you know. And I had a few of the salon owners here reach out to me like, hey, do you know what a frontal is? Do you know how to install a lace wig? Can you show me? Can you teach me? You know, um, and a lot of them are like, you know, I'll pay you for your time. And it's it's more just being, because uh, where my store is located is called the business district. And it's a street full of businesses. I mean, from bars to a family deli that's been here for 30 plus years to art studio. And it's just all type of businesses here. So it's just an honor just that they even asked me 
to teach them stuff like that. So, you know. Yeah, and it's it's good to teach people and inspire people. That's what I be trying to tell my kids all the time. Like, you know, we have to learn how to do something and teach and inspire other people, you know, and that's how we're going to keep it in the family and we'd be on a mission. You dig? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so um, I got a question, man, that I always ask people, man. And the question go like, at the age you're at right now, if you can talk to your 16-year-old self, what would you tell her? Focus, focus, and focus. Because 16-year-old me had no focus whatsoever. It was just a fly-by-day type of thing. Like, I'm going to wake up and whatever happened, happened. I had no plan, no nothing. It's just like, I'm going to get up, go to school. Whatever happens, happens. You know what? That's a good answer, but I was thinking about this a minute ago, and you just brought up to my. We never went to school for focusing. You know, motherfuckers always tell us, like, you know, uh, when you when you go to school, you better focus on them grades. You better focus on this. You, but we never had a focus class. So how can you, if you don't even know how to focus, how are you gonna know how to focus? Because somebody told you to. Exactly, and that's the thing. Because you didn't know how to do so. So it's like, knowing what I know now, if I could just go back and be like, focus, and I'm going to teach you how, but you got to you gotta listen to me. But it's because people would tell us to focus, but they didn't teach us how to focus. It's just like, it was one of those, do as I say, not as I do. You know, and it's like, but if you're not showing me how to focus, how you expect me to do it? You know, you come home to mama and she fresh off work, cooking, cleaning, trying to help you with your heart. She didn't even have no focus, but she wants you to go and focus. So right. I think it's just a lot of that. We, they wanted us to do something that they couldn't even do themselves. Mm, talk that talk. That's what I'm talking about. You know, so like you said, if you knew what you knew now, how would you tell yourself to focus? How you tell your kids to focus? How would you explain that to them? Well, you know what, with my kids, my kids actually teach me how to focus, which is, you know, they are now 10 and three. My three-year-old, when she gets overly frustrated, she will literally sit there. She'll sit down, cross her legs, and she'll start to do breathing exercises. Mm. You know, and I mean, she does it when she's frustrated. She does it even when she's in trouble, you know, trying to get out of trouble. But still, she'll sit there and just fold her legs, sit Indian style, and she'll... She'll just start her breathing exercises, you know. Damn, that's dope. And I mean, she's three years old, you know. And I don't, I've never done it. And I was like, okay. You know, my 10-year-old, he just turned 10. But he's like, mom, why don't you try yoga, you know, and stuff like that. He does Taekwondo. So Mm. he is, you know, really focused at what it is that he's doing. And, you know, it's crazy because. These are my kids. You know, I'm the parent. But yet they they teach me new things every day. My three-year-old came home and taught me sign language. Mm. Sign language that the, her daycare taught her at one and a half. You know, constantly learning from my kids. And I think a big part of that is, you know, when you have that open line of communication with your kids, you know, it just makes everything all the better. Because we're raised as, you know, don't speak unless spoken to. You to be seen, not heard. 
Um, and I've had people tell me like, oh, your kids, they got smart mouth or they talk back. No, they don't. My kids are very respectful. But if something is uncomfortable or they don't understand or something is bothering them, they will say like, I don't I don't get this. Like, why is this going on? You know, and that's how I raise my kids, because when something is really going on, then I want them to, you know, be like, hey, my some this ain't right. This happened, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know what? That is crazy. Like, um. I don't know what I read. It was this dude, right? He was a millionaire. He's like, and, um, you know, he was making like $3 million a year, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was checking, I was a book I read or something, and he was saying like, you know what? I'm going to learn another language so I can make another million this year. Now, if we was taught that Every language that we learn, we can make a million dollars. If we taught our kids that, man, we'd be well off. And people don't understand that. Like, you know, um, some people speak English and don't even know how to speak proper English. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you're going to be using this language, I think you should master it. You know, and um, did nobody tell us about mastering the language? We just thought we knew what we was doing. You know what I'm saying? Because we can ask for something or tell somebody something. You know what I'm saying? But if we get in an uncomfortable situation where everybody talking these big, using these big words and talk, and we don't understand it, you no, know, we used to fight and flight. We gonna we gonna either mm-hmm. fight or run from it. You know what I'm saying? But if me and you was trying to get a job, just say I'm in. I'm in Florida, Orlando, so it's a lot of Latinos and everything. So around here, like, and I know how to speak Spanish, and you don't. Who you think gonna get the job? A hundred percent. Yeah. You see You're what I'm saying? The job. Yep. And that's why I want to keep my daughter. She's three and can do sign. And I mean, it was an issue at first because when they taught her sign language, she stopped talking completely. She wouldn't talk. Um, and so we put her in speech therapy and her speech is, her English is getting really good. But like I told the daycare, the daycare was like, well, do you want us to stop signing? And I'm like, no, please keep signing with her. Please continue to keep, teach her sign language because do you know how much people who literally for inaugurations, press conference, who sit there and sign, those people make more than RNs. Mm. They make so much money to know sign language and literally they travel the world they go through different um like just it was a lady that did sign language for um when obama was campaigning before he won his first presidency that lady traveled everywhere with the obamas made so much money because she knew sign language didn't have to speak a word didn't have to shuck and jab didn't have to she didn't have to do nothing but literally do what she learned and do what she mastered and made so much money and see, that's what I'll be talking about. Like, you say, oh, man, my daughter ain't talking. No, she is talking. She just ain't using her words because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, like blind people, you know, like blind people, they, um, if you give them their sight back, bro, they'll be like, I'd rather be blind. The way the world crazy, how, what I'm seeing right now, I'd rather be blind. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes being blind, not talking, like, it's a blessing, like, you know, you might look at it like, man, my daughter ain't talking in time. What's going on? 
she learning a whole her brain operating on a whole nother way than yours mm-hmm. she's teaching you something that you ain't even know and she's like i can talk i just really talk like this you know what i'm saying and i yeah. think that's pretty that's pretty dope you know what i'm saying i can see a bright future for her right now i'm actually yeah. i'm actually in the process of starting a business for her in the midst of the beauty supply store uh, because mm. because her name is rainbow her is r-e-i-g-n-b-a-u-x i'm actually starting her a hair bow business it's called rainbows and accessories um and it'll be sold here in the beauty supply store because mm. a lot of the little girls who are here in clinton who aren't mixed or aren't black and you know their moms don't do the hair beads or things like that they like hair bows so you know and i tell everybody i'm not just here to service my kind or you know mixed kids or just the black like it's this store is literally for the community so when a lot of them were asking like about hair bows i'm like you know what i'll make them you know because they were asking about do you have unicorn hair bows sparkles mermaids i'm like you know what i'll make them i went on amazon got the they had a whole um a whole template with the material glue everything i needed went on amazon got everything i needed and started practicing on how to make hair bowls started to perfect that just and it'll be so here and it'll be my daughter's business mm. so and she's three you know she have her own business at the age of three man and she that's what i'm talking about man family on the mission <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying so yeah, man, that's 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 generational wealth too, because you know you teaching them young, and then she can teach her her kids young, and her kids can teach her kids young, and that's that's what it's all about. It's like, you know, in a community like where we from, I was thinking about this early yes, I mean earlier today, probably. And I was like, man, you know, our biggest setback is the teaching, like. We we ain't had no nobody was really teaching us like people was teaching us in school because they wanted a paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The, the the parents ain't really was taught, so they couldn't teach us. So we was all messed up from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. We didn't know we was just surviving. We just learned how to survive. So, what changed your whole mindset of you know what I'm gonna raise my kids different from what I was raised. Or was you raised the same way you raising your kids? I I raised my kids similar to how I was raised. Um, I do I do change some things because I was raised by my great grandmother, um, who passed away in 2016, and I was raised by my mom. And a lot of what made me want to raise my kids different was just seeing the type of things that they went through. You know. Um, my great grandma, I mean, she was my great grandma. She saw my son, which was her great great grandson. I mean, she saw kids past the great greats. You know, she saw three, four generations of greats because we all had kids young, you know. So she was very blessed before she left this earth to see so many generations. But a lot of us were born into, okay, we're born, you go to Big Mama House. That's where everybody went. You know, everybody was at Big Mama House. So it was, you know, I love my mother dearly and she did an amazing job raising us, but it was like, you know, she worked two jobs and went to school. So we saw, as my great grandmother used to say, you see more of her back than anything, you know? And it wasn't that she didn't love us or she neglected us, but then it was like, I saw my mom work so hard and, 
you know, so exhausted, you know, go through so much. Same thing with my grandmother saw her go through so much, so exhausted, but yet she like bring the kids to my house. You know, I'm going to take the kids. And I was just like, you know, I was just like, you know, I want to do something different. When I first had my son, it was just like, you know, it wasn't because I was still 17, you know. So it was like, you know, I'm going to finish high school. I'm going to do something to where I could take care of my kid. I'm not going. My first thing was I'm not going to leave him off on Big Mama. That's not what I'm going to do. So my son went out. If I went outside, he went outside. If my son couldn't go, I wouldn't go. You know, it got to a point where my mom would have to tell me, like, you know, you can leave him here. You go outside. You can, you're like 18. Like, go do something, you know. Mm. And I'm like, okay. But I kind of was over, you know, the friend, the true friends that I had, which we are still friends to this day. You know, they'll come over and just sit in the house with me and my son. And we'll just find something to do in the house. And as time went on, you know, my mom is almost 60. And she just bought her first house. Like, she's now a homeowner mm. at almost 60. And I was just like, you know, I was proud of my mom because she went through a lot just to get there. But it was like, I don't want to be a homeowner, a first-time homeowner at 60 or at 50. You know, I want to do it a little younger than that. You know, I don't want to be, you know, working at a McDonald's drive through window because I have to. I don't want to be a CNA at 55 because I need the health insurance. And just because I am a CNA right now and I've been a CNA for about nine years and I went through nursing school, two and a half more semesters, I'll be a registered nurse. But I see these 60 year old nurses, 65 year old CNAs. And it's like, well, I need the health insurance. So I can't quit. I got to work so many hours because I need it to survive. And I'm just like, I don't want that for me. I don't want that for my kids. And I just was like, you know what? I got to do something different, which is what prompted me to go to nursing school. But after nine years in the healthcare field, no matter where you go, facility, hospital, agency, you run into the same thing over and over and over again because it's the same field, you know? And I was like, I got to do something different. Got to do something different. And that's when we 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 started having meetings, family meetings, and we started coming up with ideas on businesses. And that's when my sister threw out the beauty supply store because we didn't have one here. And then the rest just went from there. Okay, okay. Man, you know, um, it was some things I wanted to tap on. What you were saying was, you know, um, I was talking about this on another podcast. And uh, do you know how kids spell love? Mm-mm. Not that that yeah, I'm I'm a little confused on that one. Yeah, like T I M E, right? Spending time because kids don't understand. Like you said, your mother was like, man, they get you get see your mama back, you know. And and kids don't understand that. Like when you working and you trying to you sacrifice so many things to do for the kids, but they don't see that. Only thing they see is you don't spend time with us. So. So I asked a person, you know, um, you know, is time is is time more valuable than money? And then a kid's point of view, of course, we'd be like, man, we want the money, we want the money. But no, it's really the time. Because if I ask you, if I gave you a million dollars, how would you feel? How would you feel about it? No, you'd be like, 
over the moon. <laughs> right. So if I gave you if I gave you ten million dollars, how would you feel? Somebody have to come pick me up off the floor. <laughs> you, see, you see what I'm saying? So, but what if I said I'm gonna give you this ten million dollars and you can't wake up tomorrow? Man, it, it's not even worth it because it's, it's what I'm gonna do with it. You see what I'm saying? So it's like what you're gonna do with your time. You know, it's like yo, like the kids, like man, we gotta think like kids. We gotta think like kids. We gotta think about what we doing with our time. We gotta think like kids, always asking questions. Why is this? Why is that? Because when we was kids, it was called um curiosity kills the cat. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you, you kept being curious, like, mama, how you did? Your mama killed the cat with the, shut the fuck up and stop asking me all these questions and quit asking all these questions. So you grew up and you never asked questions and that shit be, it, 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 it follows you until you grown. And now when you go to job interviews or anything, you scared to ask questions. And then they turn out to be the people that say, yeah, I want a hamburger with, with no lettuce, no onions. And they put lettuce and extra onions on your shit, and you like, and you I'm just pick it I'm off. Just, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pick it off. I ain't gonna tell them they fucked up. I'm just gonna tell. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna pick it off. Cause last time I told my mama I don't want that, and I got slapped in the head, and I, I'm cool. Now, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, crazy, no, you're 100 right. Because one thing that really shaped how I did stuff with my son growing up. One thing I always remember: my mom never went on field trips with me broke my heart never went on a field trip and i used to always see people with their parents on field trips and my mom would make sure she gave me money for the field trip i had a lunch and but she never came on a field trip and every field trip that my son had i was there i don't care if i had to call off i got a no call no show i got a point i wouldn't care if they told me they was gonna fire me i if i couldn't go my sister went my brother somebody went. somebody was there for him on that field trip because i remember how i felt Mm. not having nobody on a field trip so that's 100 percent true that time and you think about stuff like that and it wasn't and i knew what my mom was doing you know she was at work she had, it, it was four of us you know and she had to support us but it was like i didn't care i wanted you at that field trip like you can't put in pto you can't find somebody else to cover so and i made sure i went on every field trip that my son had because i knew how that made me feel so that's that's right. You are a hundred percent right about that. Yeah, like you know, a lot of people be like, I work, I work, I do this for my kids, I do this for my kids. I wish I would. I'm like, man, listen, some people do all that with their kids and don't even know if their kids right-handed or left-handed. Yeah, you know, so yeah, we already at we look almost at 40 minutes. So I gotta get down to the, the question I asked, you know. Um You believe in God, right? A hundred percent. What did, what is the story that happened in your life? And you said, yeah, man, God had my back, man. Actually, you know? it was, it was recent. It was actually Ooh. pretty recent. Um, I went into this business, this beauty supply store in a partnership with a really good friend of mine. Um, and you know, after a while, my friend wanted out. Um, my friend put well into 6,500 into the store. 
And I mean, that's half of, you know, so he, he put well into 6,500 into the store. He asked me for $1,700 just to walk away. That's it. That's all he wanted was $1,700 to walk away. Um, and I gave it to him, you know, it was around tax time. I was like, that's fine. I mean, considering what he put into it, you know, gave it to him. I'm like, okay. And then, um, that's when my job was like, well, clear, we kind of don't have the hours for you. Uh, and I'm like, wait, what? Cause my, my status at work was P it's PRN, which means it's a, as needed type of thing. I pick up hours if they have them, if they don't, I'm kind of SOL. And I was just like, wait, what? And I'm like, I got home bills. I now have store bills that I take care of by myself. Now, you know, I'm not going half with anybody anymore. And I was just like, okay, you know, I'm like, some gonna have to give. I wasn't getting any hair appointments. Like it just seemed like everything just stopped. And I called my best friend and I was bawling on the phone. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, the kids needed shoes. My son needed some pants. Cause he just had a growth spurt out of nowhere. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, I just feel like, you know, I'm a, like, I feel like I'm drowning. And she said, Kalia, if this was not meant for you, you wouldn't have it. Mm. She said, if it was not meant for you to have this beauty supply store, you wouldn't have it. If it was not meant for you to be in the house that you're in, you wouldn't have it. Mm. Um, because prior to, we moved into our house December 1st. We moved out of our old place October of last year, October 1st. And we were supposed to move into another house with the same landlord. Come to find out the house hadn't even been cleared by the city. Mm. He moved us out to move somebody else in. And had me and my kids just out. We like we stayed with my sister. We stayed with my friend. We stayed with another friend. We was just kind of all over the place, you know, because I didn't want to really impose on my sister. Didn't really want to impose on one friend because I got two kids, you know. And I got a small one at that who, you know, is running around and everything. And we talking about people who don't have kids, you know. And it was like then all of our stuff was in the house that hadn't been cleared by the city. That got broken into. They stole all my purses, my daughter's shoes, stuff that I'm still thinking that I'm still coming across. Like I thought I had and it's, it got stolen last year, you know, and then um met this lady out here she was a landlord and I, I went to go to her office I'm like you know do you have anything I have section eight you know and she was like I really don't have anything right now and then come to find it she was like you know what she was like I have something um she was like but it's getting cleaned out and I told her I'm like me and my kids just need someone to stay I'll help clean out the property you know because it was just that urgent and after we moved in and she told me about the people who previously had stayed there, they were black, destroyed the place. I mean, a hundred BB holes in the wall, pulled down light fixtures, snatched out a wall mount because they were evicted. And, you know, and here I am young, black with two kids. And she like, you know what? I'm going to do it. You know, I, I didn't I didn't have the money to move. Um, I didn't have the money to pay the rent. The, the, I didn't have the money to do anything. But she let me and my kids move in. She gave me the website to apply for um, rental assistance and everything. Mm. And she just like trusted the process behind it. And she was like, you know, just apply for the rental assistance. She was like, they'll, you know, they'll help you and everything. And they paid for 
December, January, and February rent of mine. Mm. Um, helped with my utilities for all three months. It just was like a blessing. And then that's when everything happened with my friend wanting to walk away. And then it was like my job, like, hey, I, we don't have no hours. And I'm just like, I'm like, God, I can't do this. I'm like, I just can't do this. And then my landlords for the store, um, I let them know, like, you know, now it's only me. Is I no longer have a partner and everything. And they were like, oh, well, you know, let us know if you need help with anything. If you need any time, you could give us half in the beginning of the month, half the rent at the end of the month. You know, oh. they were just like, they're a beautiful couple, you know. And they were like, if you need anything, let us know. They asked me for a flyer, business card for the store. They posted it at their job. Um, they posted on Facebook. They gave the information to their daughters for them to post. And I mean, I'm just like, you know what? It's meant, you know, God ain't going to give you nothing that you ain't supposed to have. Like, this is meant for mm. me. And mm. I just was like, you know what? This is it, you know? And I just been full force ever since. Mm. Let me get God the glory. So, um, so anybody that's young, like 17, finna have a kid, like, what encouraging words or what kind of advice you can give to a young lady like that? Keep going and don't worry about your friends because your friends, your actual friends, them be the ones that go through your pregnancy with you. They go through, they go through everything with you. You know, um, my friends actually went through everything with me. I mean, they, we still hung out in high school while I was pregnant. They came to the house when I got home. Um, like I said, I had a C-section first kid and that was a major surgery. You know, my friends literally like came over after school and, you know, they would help me like, oh, you want us to change him? Do you want us to feed him? I mean, none of us had kids yet, you know, except one of my friends. One of my friends had a kid already. And, you know, so she knew what she was doing. But my other friends, they hadn't had kids yet. So it was a learning thing for all of us. But they were like, you know, you're our friend. You're our sister. We're not going to just leave you, you know. And. That's what I would say. Don't don't worry about your friends not calling or your friends not coming over because then worry about the people that's there for you. Mm. Just don't don't give up. Don't worry about because your life don't stop. Your life only get greater and you learn mm. different things. You know, you certain things don't even it don't even excite you no more. You know, it's like all your friends like, oh, we finna go do this. And you like, mm, yeah, no, thank you. You know, mm. So just don't give up and keep keep going. Just definitely keep going. Mm, 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 mm. So what is something that oh matter of fact, it's another thing I want to touch on. Do you know what parents' jobs is to kids? I don't know. My kids think I'm a bank. <laughs> <laughs> they favorite store is Walmart, so I think with me, they'd be like, uh, can we go to Walmart today? Oh, yeah. But, you know, you know, um, the parents, and you know, I heard this and I was like, damn, that's dope. You know, the parents, our whole thing is to teach our kids how to survive without us. You know, so you think like, damn, what you mean? Teach them how to survive, you know, teach them how to cook, clean, 
wash clothes, wash dishes, do like all the stuff that they rely on us to do at a certain age, they should learn how to do it. So, you know, if they lean on us all the time, if we, if we ain't there, they're going to fall. Mm-hmm. And you don't want your kids to be in a messed up situation like that. No, so, I actually went through somebody that was pursuing me. Long story short, he was pursuing me. And um, we were actually on the phone. This was a few years ago. Jeremiah is 10 now, but he was about six, seven, five or six at the time. And he wanted, he liked to watch cooking shows. Jeremiah loves to cook. I mean, he can fry some mean chicken at the age of 10, you know. Mm. And he was always watching MasterChef Junior and stuff like that with my mom and with me. And he asked for a MasterChef Junior cooking set for Christmas one year. He got it. I was on the phone with a young man and he asked me what I was doing. And I was like, oh, I'm baking cookies with my son. And he was like, what? I'm like, yeah, we baking cookies. He was like, like fresh out of roll. I'm like, no, like we're making cookies from scratch because my mom is a baker. And he was like, you need to stop doing it because you're going to turn him gay. And I'm like, what? I was like, so I take it you don't cook. He was like, no, I don't know how to cook. What I need to cook for, and that's what I'm going to have a woman for. I was like, yes, sir, this conversation is over. You know? And I never talked to him again after that because I'm like, that's so ignorant. Like, you, sir, will be one of the men who's going to need a woman to do everything. Like, you're not going to be able to do nothing for yourself. Yeah. And um, I would ask him, like, who do you think when y'all go to Dunkin' Donuts, you think it's all females back there making making donuts and cookies and cakes? Yeah, it just was ridiculous because it was actually a thing. Actually, recently this year, what over the past Christmas, a lot of people was like, don't get my son no kitchen set. Get him a grilling set. And, you know, I usually don't do the whole Facebook debate thing. But I was like, do y'all not understand that the culinary world was male dominated for years? There was no such thing as a woman chef. And these men learn to cook from their mothers, their grandmothers. I mean, Gordon Ramsay. Um, mm-hmm. all of them. Like, if you ask them, if you look up YouTube interviews of them, they will all tell you the women that they learn to cook from. Some of them, even their fathers. But I had to say, like, do y'all not understand how male dominated the culinary world is right now? Like, come on now. Michael Jordan got a steakhouse and he don't even cook. But his his top chef is a male. Mm. So yeah, it's just ignorance. Ignorance breeding off of previous ignorance. Oh man, tell me about it. So you know, um, you know, in the world is so messed up. It's like boys should do this and girls should do that. You know, so um, I don't even want to ask you that because no. But uh, let me see. Let me see. We down at it. We had another ten minutes. So. Where can people find you at? Like, you know, saying tell them your, your your website again. You said on Google. Yep, you could type in K's Hair and Beauty on Google. You could type in K's Hair and Beauty on Facebook, and it'll pop right up. It is a it's a black background with like a purple, yellowish, pinkish tint logo, and it says KHB, which is K's Hair and Beauty. Um, and you can get in touch with me that way. And we offer shipping and. Not just hair or beauty products. I have clothing. I have lashes. All of that. Mm. So have if you ever thought about not even a beauty school, but like teaching a young youth how to do hair at a young Actually, age? I had a I had a young girl coming here about a week ago. She was 17 and she wanted to learn how to do hair. 
and her grandmother was raising her. And she said, um, she was like, can you teach me how to braid? She was like, because I got the individual thing going, the plaits. She was like, but I don't know how to cornrow. I'm like, 100 percent, I'll teach you. And her grandmother was like, well, just name a price and I'll, I'll bring the money I'll pay in advance. And I was like, you don't have to pay me. Mm. I said, there's no reason to pay me. You don't have to pay me for something. I know this baby can go on YouTube and learn herself. But because she came to me and she wanted to do it hands on, you don't have to pay me. Mm-hmm. You and it's, cra- it's crazy because the things you learn at a young age, it'll, it'll follow you for the rest of your life. You know, and uh, I said... I ain't want to ask you this question, but I'm gonna ask you. You know, might as well. Do you do you feel do you feel like it's okay for men to do hair? A hundred percent. Because I mean, do people not understand who do these men here in prison? Right, and I'm gonna tap on that. I was like, you know, and that's crazy because a lot of men do hair. I know that a lot of men do hair. You know, um, I got a homie in Minnesota. Um, he did Cardi B hair. And you know what I'm saying? I know people that do hair, you know what I'm saying? And they not all the way, they just like doing hair, you know what I'm saying? Make people feel good. So ain't nothing wrong with that. But I was going to say that because, like you say, the boy shouldn't be cooking, get him out the kitchen, you're going to turn him into this and do this. And it's like, well, boys shouldn't be doing hair because it's this. But but guys do hair. That's what they do. They cut hair. Especially if, you know, you have single fathers out here. I know people think it's, you know, not existing, but there are single fathers out here with daughters who do Mm -hmm. their daughter's hair. They have to go somewhere and learn to do hair. And just because you are a man and you do hair, that don't automatically mean you gay or, you know, whatever. But some people just are good at it and it's a natural talent or they had to learn because they have daughters or their wife was in an accident. And it's a, it's actually this, um, 80 year old man. I saw the, the clip on Facebook learned how to do makeup because his wife had a stroke and his mm. wife never left the house without her makeup done. So he went to a, a Mac counter in the department store and they taught him how to do his wife's makeup. So every day he gets up and he does his wife's makeup before they leave the house and he never lets her go anywhere without her makeup done and i'm sure that man is the farthest thing from gay you know and that's what i be trying to tell people like sometimes your lesson can be a blessing you know and sometimes if you don't understand your blessings they can go past you i remember i used to do my grandmother hair and I used to do finger waves and cut the back of her hair and put little designs. And everybody used to be like, oh, man, Miss Hogan, your hair looks so nice. Who did your hair? Like, oh, my grandson did. I'm like, don't be telling people I did your hair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And because I didn't know no better. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, I do my grandmother hair. Of course, I'm going to do her hair. That's my grandmother. But you ain't finna be having me. And all the I'm girls coming to me. Yeah. All the girls, all the girls coming to me like, hey, put a heart in the back of my head. And I'm like, I'm doing a hair. I'm cutting a hair. I'm like, don't be telling people I did this. You know what, that, you know what I'm saying? But then yeah. other girls come to, do my hair, do my hair. I and I'm like, man, and I. And I kind of man fell back from it, like man, I ain't gonna be doing everybody hair like this. I ain't gonna be, but that was one of them blessings that I could have hold on to and snatched and ran off with. Like I'm down here doing doing hair, you yeah. know, and you get paid off your gift. So sometimes we don't even identify with our gift. Yeah, you know, and um, God to make a way for you, but you know, sometimes you can't be. Um, 
I don't want to say stupid, but you know, being ignorant about the fact, you know, they say yeah. ignorance, ignorance is the most expensive thing in the world because Amen. people people think they drinking soda and thinking, you know, it ain't harming them. Like, you know what I'm saying? But they don't drink no water. But you know, <laughs> that's 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 the being ignorant, like, you know. You think you're doing something good. It's all fluids, you know. Yeah, it's all, it got water in it. Looking at it, you know what I'm saying? It's ice in it. (laughs) It's ice in it, yeah. So, but yeah, man. uh, Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast, man. You know, chopping it up, dude. Is it it anybody or anything you want to say, send a shout out, you know, or anything that you want to say that I didn't ask you? I mean, just a shout out to my family in general, because without them, you know, this, you know, wouldn't be. So just a shout out to my family in a whole, um, all my cousins, siblings, parent, parent figures, everybody that had a hand in making Kalia and Kay's hair and beauty what it is today and what it will be in the future. Um, so just a hundred percent shout out and just to anybody, don't don't get complacent, don't get stuck. You know, I dropped out of nursing school to do this. You know what I'm mm. saying? And people are like, you had two and a half semesters ago. You could have been making $60 an hour. And yeah, but at what expense to not see my kids? You know, entry-level nurses, you know, they they work under a status of seniority. So I would have been working holidays, birthdays, and no. So they can't take schooling from me. I'll go back. I'll get my license, my ner- registered nursing license, just have something to fall back on if I get bored and want to pick up a shift. But just don't get complacent, you know, and, and truly do what makes you happy because this, like, literally, you know, I be stressed the hell out sometimes, but it literally makes me happy making other people happy. Hey, and that's what, it, that's what it's all about, you know what I'm saying? Like, People don't understand when you start a business, it takes three to five years before you start seeing some money rolling in for real, for real. 100%. You know, and um, you know, so you know, um, I got another question for you before I let you go. Mm-hmm. How do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I see at least two more locations. I see my daughter's brand going. And I see me starting a business for my son. I just got to really tap in because he's kind of all over the place right now. He likes this. He likes that. He does all kind of sports, but he's really into soccer. Um, But I definitely see my son having his own business by then, too. But definitely a couple more locations. And, shoot, five years, my daughter will be nine because she'll be four this year. So definitely her brand going global, you know, all kind of bowls. You know, we're going to do Black History Bowls, every holiday you could think of, there'll be a bow and rainbows and accessories. There'll be a bow mm. for it. Because so, we did cloth diaper, and I mean, she had a diaper for every holiday. I don't care what it was, but that's how her hair bow business going to be. So, Oh, I, I got an idea for you. The hair bows in sign language, though. So, you know, they got the hair bow, they got the L, they got the O in sign language then. Yeah. Put them in their hair and they get that's dope. Mm, that's that's dope. Yeah. I like them. Yeah, I'm have to find some sign language print. Mm-hmm. They sure got them. I'll make sure we send you a, a um an honorary bow, you know, so you could put 
right there. <laughs> yeah, I can I can kinda I can kinda tape it right here. Yeah, get you a little tape piece of tape and just tape it yeah, right and, there. Or give me some little velcro and just <laughs> stick it on that joint. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, man. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast. You taking time out your busy day because I know you stay busy. You know what man. I'm saying? And um, yeah, man, I'm just trying to this podcast is just really trying to um inspire people and let young kids know that you know don't get too frustrated and snap out like you know what I'm saying be patient god will make a way for you when you feel like there's no way he's gonna make a way for you and you know you a living testimony you know what I'm saying you had a kid at a young age and right now you're already doing your business thing you didn't even though you went to school and you said i'm gonna do this and you're doing something else when you didn't know it was how it was gonna work out Man. So that's truly a blessing. That's truly God. You know, so yeah. yeah, I appreciate you on that, man. No problem. Anytime. Yeah, they just don't just keep going. Any young person. They, we are actually living in the age of entrepreneurship. So mm. it's like, get do your research 100%. You don't always need loans. You don't always, you know, grants are the way to go, but do your research 100% mm. do your research and don't stop. Just mm. don't stop. And that's what's up, man. Well, I said, you know, I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to go ahead and let you do your thing. <laughs> All right. See you later. All right. Peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's up? This your boy, Monty G, man. And um, this is the Fan Mission Podcast. And we just had a special guest, man. She was talking about hair and beauty and how she came up and where she at right now. And I appreciate y'all watching. Please share like subscribe and hit that notification bell for more and more and more episodes of the fan mission podcast let's go g staff we out